Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Snowcast. I'm your host DJ Walsh and it's a fucking special today lads. I'm here in Liverpool with a bunch of Liverpoolians. International tour of the Snowcast has officially began. I mean, uh, what's, the li- what's the name of this guy lads? Boston. Boston, Boston Pool Loft. A few lads playing pool in the background. A bit of Tory rugby on in the background. <laughs> Happy fucking Tory rugby. Owen Farrell's about to kick a pint here with his big inbred head. And I'm drinking a pint of San Miguel. It's been an early start on the bus, onto the plane, into the Uber, off to the hotel, straight to the pub, here with the boys. And I'm here, first up, really happy to introduce this guest to Snowcast listeners. He's uh, He created the greatest WhatsApp group in the world. You must get an exclusive invite. I'm now an admin. Shove that up your holes. <laughs> and um, I'm here with my long-term f- friend. I call him a friend long-term. First time meeting him in person. What a man. Gary Ellison, what are you drinking today? San Miguel. Like myself. Uh, good day, everyone in Snugcast World. Gary, uh, <laughs> introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Gary, 39, from Liverpool. He's the male still a black. I'm not on Tinder, so You're don't swipe right. I'm not on Grinder either. <laughs> Number one, what's your name? Where'd you come from? <laughs> Can I just say this is really weird because for about 15 months we've all been talking about with each other on the WhatsApp group, which um I created last August, and this is the first time we've all actually met each other, and it's it's like my it's like surreal at the minute. It's I, fucking weird. It's like we've all known yeah. each other, but it's like you know when you go to your aunt's house at Christmas on like Boxing Day or Stephen's Day for us, and you see your cousins you haven't seen for twenty years, and you're yeah. like, oh, do you remember that cunt?" Yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like. 
exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> You're all cunt, lovable cunts. Thanks, Gary. Um, thanks for setting up the WhatsApp group as well. You're welcome. Uh, next, next to Gary, we've got another member of the famous WhatsApp group, a big Liverpool fan. Subscribe to the Anfield Rap, who we're doing a special interview with tomorrow, Gary Roberts. Shout out plug. to that, keep an eye plug. out. Plug? Oh, I'm mad for the plugs, lad. Don't mind no plug, no charge me phone. Uh, I'm here with Scott. Scott, what are you drinking, pal? Also on the San Miguel. San Miguel, solid. And uh, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Right, I'm 42, I'm a Liverpool fan from Liverpool, and a member of this group, and i am kind of got shivers because I'm stood here next to Robbie Fowler. Which has been a lifelong dream of mine. And I had that effect on most people, lad. <laughs> so, you know, being in the presence of God is amazing. Yeah. God, God, God is literally with us. Um, and we're here having a drink with God. Robbie, introduce yourself to Snowcast. Uh, I am Robbie. Um, I would give my age, but, you know, I'm just a gobshite, essentially. So <laughs> I can confirm that. So, so yeah. I am. Uh, um, I'm drinking Hop House because I thought I'd go with the whole Irish thing, you know. <laughs> we appreciate it. Oh, you know, it's, it's got to be done, hasn't it? Um, to be fair, there's not too much. There's cause which tastes like shite. And um, you're all right. <laughs> and, um, Sitting kind of up here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, a couple of other beers which I've never heard of. So I was like, yeah, I'll go with the uh, I'll go with the Hop House. Have you done the Guinness factory tour? I haven't, no. I'm, Guinness is like drinking tarmac, it's a bit weird, but like, I'm not. That's, that's, have you, but you haven't drank Guinness in Ireland, no? No, it's probably a lot different, yeah. Different, have you drank compi- tarmac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, several times a week, yeah. And uh, delight you to introduce our next guest as well then. Uh, this is the, Owen, this, these are the most people, obviously Owen's here as well, I fucking haven't introduced Owen yet either. Owen's alongside me as always. You went the bar for you to be fair. Shut up, we were trying to be seamless. <laughs> and, uh, we're about to introduce uh, international bowling aficionado, Connor the Finger Blaster Mudge. Connor, <laughs> what are you drinking today? Water, I'm underage. <laughs> Good answer. He's, he's, he's drinking Coors, uh, if anyone's asking. <laughs> introduce yourself to the Snowcast listeners, Connor. You're, uh, you're an active man on our Facebook page. We love always, we, we always love uh, when you interact with us, and it's great to fucking meet you in person. Um, I'm Connor, I'm 17. I am drinking cause Light, but I am underage. It's not the point, it's water to anybody that's listening. <laughs> Police don't come and arrest me. Uh, five-time gold medalist for England. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, brought the gold medals, I beat yes, one. I'm, I'm yes. my, my teeth are actually sore. <laughs> five times, like... W- WWE Booker T style. Five times. He won a five times. He won a five times. <laughs> oh, it should be six. Anyways, moving swiftly on. Owen, how are you finding Liverpool so far? Ah, uh, fucking shithole. No, no, it's on. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, it's been me uh, second or third time here. Actually, I have an old priest in Liverpool. My mum, when I was coming over, she was like, Get on to Father Pat now, you should, go, you should meet up with him. I've met, I've met your man. Open goal. Slapped it in with his Mickey. Classic fucking. <laughs> Father Pat the back of me ball sack. <laughs> uh, Robbie, I thought you would have met the priest. <laughs> I wish Father Fisty. <laughs> uh, oh, that's enough to fame and his mother's friend. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm on the. 
Pop House 13 as well. I, I, look, I thought um, when Robbie Fowler was on the podcast that I might get a, a little bit of something extra off him, like, you know. A, t- so, a taste of God. Yeah, yeah. So I said I'd copy him anyway. That happens yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Right, more, more to come later. Um, so anyway, look, look basically, I, I've come to make most of the lads. Owen, obviously, being a Mank, a Man United fan, isn't... Yeah, he's not, he's not in that um, WhatsApp group that we're talking about. But yes. I met the lads through the WhatsApp group, and we actually, something we said we'd have a chat with you about, lads, because we, we're fascinated by it, um, the evolution of it, the way it's going forward. Uh, I'd love to know, actually, Scott, I'm going to come to you first on this. Uh, what do you think is the future of social media? What's <laughs> a really bonkers question? Yeah, I mean. You know, I'm just getting over Gary sending dick pics, to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I have no idea where it's heading. I have no idea. I don't understand Snapchat. I'll introduce you to that. Um, no, no. Finger blasting, no. The thing, <laughs> is, the thing is, no matter what form social media takes, fellas will always find a way of sending their dick to someone and yeah, it's, it's yeah. mad how it yeah. happens yeah, but Robbie, I've asked I you to I think it's fascinating because social media like when, when myself and Omar were in school and when Scott like yourself and Gary were in college um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bodied them early just a wee one um, there was Bebo on MySpace and then like yeah. that that got binged rightly so and then do you ever have face party? no but it yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. something Connor's been involved yeah yeah it's it was fucking wild. I'm not a face, face party, it was called. Cool. It only lasted for about two years and then everyone realised it was shite. <laughs> I've been to a face party, but it was a different experience altogether. And um, no, I like I think it's mad. We have um like devolution onto Twitter now, like Twitter's just a toxic sphere of people like Can't fucking Twitter. It's fucking Can't fucking stand it. Isn't it? Can't stand it. I think it's full of just gobshites. And I think as well with Twitter, you can't, you can hide behind the handle. Whereas on like on Facebook, you've got to justify who you are. So you know we've got certain people on the uh, on the Liverpool WhatsApp group. Sorry, on the Liverpool Facebook group, and we know exactly who they are, and they can't hide from it. I'm not going to mention any names. Moving swiftly on from. the abomination that are some people in. Without social media on a serious note, Gary said really Yeah, well, well, but that's... That's weird, isn't it? It's That's why you think going oh, like bring you in on this, like we're interested in the future of it because it does bring people together. It brings cunts together with cunts and then it brings other people together in a, in a positive fashion. So where do you think it's going? Uh, yeah, so just uh, just to bring it back to that, uh, uh, I don't know, boys, if you watch Black Mirror on Netflix, yes. right? Brilliant, I mean, absolutely fantastic. So there's one of those episodes where uh, there's this one and. It's not the uh, big one, is it? No, no. <laughs> you love that pig one. Hey, no, no spoilers. I haven't watched it. But uh, there's one of them where uh, it's like this kind of social media yeah. thing whereby you rate every interaction you have with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So say me myself and Connor here, like I, you know, I buy Connor a pint. Connor goes, oh, so man, five stars for you, like yeah. you know, or like Connor, or I bought Connor a pint and Connor didn't buy me a pint, and I, and I. Go him like fucking two stars. You right? get seven in my eyes. 
But, uh, I'd knock two off and make it five because you're a United fan and I have to bring five up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversation. Yeah. And if you want to see the European Cup, it's a couple of hours. What a. Well, like, yeah, anyway, every, 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 everyone's fucking interaction is like based on this five star rating, and it brings it down to like the level of like what kind of house you can get is uh, rate based on your yeah. rating. So, like, you yeah. can only like buy a house in a certain neighborhood if you have a four star plus rating, like, or like the job, like, as in like whatever jobs you can interview for, or you know, you have to have a 3.5 plus rating or whatever, like, you know, and basically you become a basically like a fucking homeless outcast if you don't achieve a certain rating like you're not able to apply for houses whatever right and like I think the fucking brilliant thing about uh, Black Mirror is that like it uh, takes reality and just puts it like one step ahead like literally we are not that far away there's a hint of truth in every single episode exactly yeah exactly you know, it's 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 fascinating, cause like, I, like I David Cameron it. has fucked the pig, like you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 you want me to go and fetch the lawyers, yeah? Uh, allegedly, we say allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, look, she's poor Maggie. She's in the mud now. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, no, the, f- the future of social media is a really interesting fucking topic. It's one that um, I-, I think is fascinating because uh, it's-, it's one that po- like, po- it poses a lot of um, dodgy questions around, you know, um, f- f- law and shit like that. Like, you know, if you say something on social media tongue in cheek, yeah. like the tone of what you say, type and press enter on a phone doesn't come across on social media. So I could tweet Robbie, call him a cunt. And he won't be offended because he knows he is a cunt. But like someone else might be offended and report me and stuff. And it's just like there there are instances of legal repercussions as well. So it's, it's a funny, funny mad one. Uh, oh, and you wanted to ask the boys about something that we have. Uh, we have no real. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. The fucking tough questions are coming out, lads. Right, lads. Oasis of play. It's gonna be Oasis. What's Actually, go on. Actually, we'll start with that one, right? Oasis, Oasis over Blur. Right. What's your favourite Oasis song? Oh, uh, Little Boy Little, I'd say. Good shout. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm Oasis over Blur, and my favourite Oasis song is probably... Um, this is Great Radio. Fuck. It's, it's hard because there's Just sing so many it, good ones. Just sing it. No, I'm not trying to. I'm trying Just to. Sing I'm it. differentiating between a few. You see, that's the problem. I, we it's had this on it. No, definitely not. No. Um, uh, it's just his, his private life he practices after. So. <laughs> and my private life is very private. <laughs> Except with you lot. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Come back to me. Gary, you're a oasis, true. Well, probably slides away, but as I said on the WhatsApp group the other day, um, it's hard to pick your favourite Oasis song because it depends what mood you're in. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Scott, Oasis of Lord. Um, Oasis are the better live act, Blair are the better band, Ooh. technically. Musicians. You are a tit. Uh, musicians. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this, musicians. Uh, this is my dad. Um, you know, Cockney Rebel, The Beatles, whatever you want to, however you want to redress them up. Um, Live Forever is the song, obviously. Um, but I think I I genuinely believe that yeah, Oasis are the better band, but Blair are the better group of musicians. 
Right, we'll take it on board. Gar- I, I, I might have to step between yourself and Gary there now. But sure. it, is, it is what it is. It's a fucking pub chat. People fight. <laughs> Robbie, where do you stand on this? Um, I like Bewitched, you know. Um, oh, <laughs> Blame it on the weatherman. No, um, it's probably Oasis. I do like both, to be fair. And a lot of people say that you can't, but I do. Um, well, if they say you can't, they're a cunt. Yeah, it, you're into what you... It's like the whole thing with... Um, like, uh, I don't like listening to it. I don't like, you like what you're into. Uh, there's certain songs by certain bands, so... Talk Tonight is probably the one. Yeah, uh, I'd probably go roll with it. Ask me, yeah. ask me karaoke song. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Are we going to Woody's tonight? If you want to end on me singing it, and that just fades out at the Fucking end. Fucking Skew's theme tune is gone, guys. <laughs> um, Connor, you weren't alive, so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Ken- Kendrick Lamar or Drake? Kendrick Lamar? Who the fuck is that? I don't even know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just know it's a question. <laughs> it's like it's like the it's, it's it's like the modern version of Oasis or Blur. But if you're asking me favorite song, I'll combine combine with two, and I'll go poetic justice. Right. Who sings that? For any underage oh. listeners of the Stumpcast. Good shot there, mate. It, 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 my favorite lyric is if a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it? That, and actually, he commented that on our Facebook the other day. He so did. he's not. He's, he's consistent. He's consistent. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's consistent. <laughs> he's consistent with his fingers and his tongue. Because I, I, I thought you were coming to me for our Oasis or Blair, and I was going to no. be. I don't have a. Fuck. I knew better. I, I knew fucking better. I knew be the head of you. Um, Owen. Right. The real question then. <laughs> right, the okay, we'll get to you, mate. Right. So obviously we're stuck normally with all Irish people, right? So, Except for Simon. Except for Simon, right? But uh, I wanted to. <laughs> we were over here with a group of English lads who were not swayed. We were up, up north of the country, right? The monarchy has it outlived. It's fuck the queen. Whoa! Right. Connor's straight in there, right? Connor, we, we go straight to you. We know what the, we know what the younger generation think. Uh, I, I don't like them because they are pro Brexit, and this is my future. They're fucking up. Like I, I can't, I can't accept them. Like, I, Liverpool fans don't like England for a reason. It's because the Tories, the Queen is a Tory. No other explanation for it. Do you know? Do you know I'm going to say something now. You're uh, 17 slash 18 year old, depending on who asks in this bar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, that was fucking spot on in my eyes. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah Scott agrees. I, yeah. I completely agree with Carter. Such an educated response. I think um, it's an outdated concept. I think Cromwell made a huge mistake if you want to go back that far. But I mean, you know, I just don't see what the function is. I don't see the tourism argument. She's got an 85 million pay rise two months ago, and we've got homes. We've got people who we've got people in jobs who can't afford to eat. Something's not right. I think it's funny, like with, with modern politics in all in all countries, like you have at the moment in Ireland, we have our Taoiseach, which is the version of the Prime Minister, um, telling nursing and medical staff in hospitals that they don't get Christmas leave now this year because the trolley crisis is so bad with patients and trolleys. Yet at the same time, our politicians are off from the 19th of December till the 19th of January, and it's a similar thing. Like the Queen is getting a pay rise, yet there are homeless people in England. 
we see, like, on the walk here, we must have walked past 20 homeless people. Do you know what I mean? There are run-down areas of the country. Um, the, the I've got a lot of views on this. Oh, no. I need a toilet and I'll be back to So, so Gary's going to the toilet. We'll pause. super sick people. He's having a good week at this yeah. We're going to pause now and we're going to come back to Gary and the monarchy because he's got some strong views. And, and I know that Gary served in the British Army um, proudly. So I'm really keen to hear what he says. So we'll come back to you in a minute. Thanks for listening and stay with the Snowcast. Right, so we're, we're back now, lads. Everyone's out of pace. Uh, actually, half of us have had a pace. The other half of us have been chatting shit here. And uh, Gary, you some strong views on the monarchy and where they stand at the moment. And as I said, actually, as you were leaving, I, I did say to the listeners that uh, you've been you've served in the British Army. I know yeah. that much about you. So I know that you, you are... Um, I'm really interested to hear your take on it, to be quite honest with you. Right, listen. We pay about 59p each... Uh, in our taxes for the monarchy and what we get for that out of every is, pound is it? Uh, I think it's 59p a year out of everyone's tax out of everyone's each, each person yeah. each person is right. it? so what you get for that right is a shitload of tourism and for me like you know, I live in Liverpool and we've just had the Giants like the other weekend that and that brilliant. brought so much economy you into Liverpool. <laughs> a lot of people visit England for like the monarchy and the, what the Queen does and what the uh, what Prince Philip does and, and what Prince Harry does and, and, and William is, they, they go out and they, they, they publicise England and how good a place it is to come and visit and that's what they do now what I don't agree with is that little fucking Beatrice twat right taking our taxpayers money getting married who the fuck is she yeah spot who on. the fuck is she she's a nobody right I'm not having me fucking paying my money for Beatrice <laughs> um, the, the younger royal soul William Harry that generation I'm sound with it's the older ones I can't really be arsed with. Um, I can sort of relate to to the ones that are my age. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a brilliant novel, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. The old racist prick. <laughs> fucking hell. You look really good for a lad Philip's age. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a novel by Sue Townsend who wrote the Adrian Moore books. Uh, it's called I The Queen and I. And it's basically... It's what happens when there's a, um, I think it's a Republican government comes in and they get them all, send them all to live on a, a housing estate. So they have to put like 50p in the telly and that. It's in the 1980s and it's absolutely brilliant. So it'd be like what um, it would be like if there wasn't a monarchy now. Um, it'd also be different if in London they just turned Buckingham Palace into a giant little. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny one because as an Irish person, obviously we have a great attachment to the monarchy. In fact, it's it's, it's quite the opposite. Like you know, and um, to speak quite openly about it, we don't see the point of the monarchy. But that being said, Irish people, younger Irish people, are very quick to just dismiss the monarchy in a sense. But at the same time, when the monarchy was gone from Ireland, talk in 1920s, 1930s, we replaced the monarchy with something even fucking worse: the Catholic Church. And we all know how that fucking ended. Like, you know, we had baby graves and fucking how many sex scandals and stuff like that. So it's funny how as a people we seem to right, you have people need like people needing religion and I'm an I'm a fucking agnostic atheist, couldn't give a fuck about religion. Well it's funny the way like religion 
people need something to believe in to get through their daily lives is what they say and then at the same time too then from for the day-to-day life people need a ruler to keep them in check it seems which is bullshit to me like as in I don't see the point of a monarchy I don't see the point of a church state or anything like that now I get take your point on board Gary the monarchy brings in a lot of tourism to the UK and stuff and that, that's um, that's obviously important but to be quite <laughs> Tory Connor says but do you think like um, I'll put it this with you I've never once come to the UK on a trip as a tourist for because of the Royals I'll come because I support Liverpool and their premiership is a great thing for tourism I'll come because you've got uh, Harry Potter Studios in London and I'll do a, a football match in London Harry Potter now I get it there's a pop, some percentage of the population but in my experience as a tourist in Britain Buckingham Palace is only something that as you're passing you take a picture in it's not the reason that you come to Britain um, and that's my view as, yeah, as you're, a, you're Irish like yeah and, and, and look I've been brought up I as do. a Republican Irish person I'm not yeah well, no, but like, like as in, the Americans are fucking they love they do absolutely they love the Queen yeah and now like but then pricks I love the Queen think they're Irish as well like so I don't know like the, well like you're one who you're one who married you're one who married Harry like right like so that's a fucking that's a, even more of a gateway for the, the American one Merkel Megan Merkel <laughs> <laughs> Scott has a Scott has a story about the serious topic we were talking about. I I went to New York and Washington when I was about twenty, and my friends and I were going to DC and we got chatting to the the Americans and they were like, "Oh, we love England, we love the monarchy, this, that, and the other." And they took us around the White House, and this is how bad it is. One of my friends lived in a cottage. And they're going on about the White House and what it was built. And my mate just pipes up, and we're surrounded by Texans. He just pipes up in the back. My house is fucking older than that. <laughs> and it was. It was. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I grew up near Blarney, so like the Blarney Castle is like, you know, the big tourist attraction for Americans. We near the Holy Stone of Clonricket. The Holy Stone, no. That, see, no, see, that's now a great four relic, so... <laughs> Like the plebs aren't allowed near the Holy Stone of Clonmacon. Blarney Castle only great three, like. Yeah, yeah. But like the Blarney is is gas to Blarney Castle. Like when you tell Americans, I used to sometimes give Americans an old show around the Blarney Gardens and the Blarney Castles for a few pounds, and uh, it was now a little side business I had going. Completely made it up. Didn't know a fucking thing about the history of the Blarney Castle. <laughs> so there's a heap of Americans out there at the moment now that think the Blarney Castle was donated by the Danish in 1272. <laughs> but sure, look, I'm not going to tell them that like. The truth is out there now, lads. Tell me if you want. Come at me. Um, but What's your ba- next question, lads? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to finish it. Um, <laughs> but, but it's gas, like, basically, like, when you're talking to Americans and they're talking about history and this, that, and the other thing, the Blarney Castle is something that's, like, you know, several hundred years older than their whole country is. So like, you're kind of, like, saying... It's just a gas one. Um, we, we actually had another topic for the crack we're, we're all football fans around here hold on we're going to pause it Owen's dry right lads we'll come back to you right lads so have a we're all we're all football fans here as Connor fingers the table uh, we're all Owen get the camera quick it's Instagram goal here like um, so finger blasting goal finger blasting goal yeah <laughs> So we're all football fans here. Uh, Gary, I'm, go- I'm going to go clockwise round table here with this one. Gary, tell me who is your favourite 1990s football player? 
Well, he's in my next speedy. So be father, I was, uh, you know what? He was me, he was me first idol. Point two. He's me last idol. He's the only idol I'll probably ever have in my whole life. He was me first true love. I absolutely adored him. It just everything he'd done was just absolute class. And you can't buy class. No. Well, he had like um, he had a way about playing football about him. That was it was from the streets. It was it was yeah. just pure like it, it was. He was the essence of Scouse football. But it wasn't even that. It like I I I um, I remember going to it. Um, not his debut. His the second game. It was against Norwich, and he's done this fucking thing. Right, he's halfway line, and he the ball came over, and he just uses his his left heel, and he knocked it over the guy. I was just like, fucking hell, this guy survived here. And it's just like, but it's, it, it was, it's everything about him. It's like, you know, the, the, the Dockers t-shirt and he got fined for it. It's sniffing the, the lime and it's, it's like, against everything he, he just got it. He just got the fucking, he just got it. He's, um, and like, yeah, Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard is great, but Bobby Fowler's got that. That little bit fucking extra, that yeah, you know. Our <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Fowler has that little bit extra as well, apparently. No, but I like Fowler was my idol when I was like when I yeah. like I for the first Liverpool match I ever went to was Chelsea at home in '97. So I was seven years of age. Five, five. Oh, that was that was an FA Cup match, I think. No, that was the way that was the 4-2. Yeah. Was it the one when Bab did his bollocks on the post? No, 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 no. I don't, no, I, listen, I was seven. I was just fucking... I couldn't see because there were some pricks sitting in front of me. But like, it was it was glorious. Then, like, then, just like, imagine, think about Liverpool in the 90s. Didn't win much, but Robbie Fowler was the fucking gem of the 90s. So like, he was my fucking idol growing up. Like My family used to always slag me like I used to... I, I, I used to pretend he was my friend and everything like yeah. well, you got your picture taken with him when you were young yeah. Yeah. our Robbie Fowler got his picture taken with Dave Robbie Fowler oh, as a young I remember seeing that on the Liverpool website before yeah I um, I went to all day hospital as a kid and we ended up going to the training ground so we were in uh, we were in Melwood uh, Ian Rush came over he said uh, oh what's your name so I said, I said oh my name's Robbie Fowler he went I'll go and get him and then he said um, he's God you can be little God <laughs> and we still call you Little God in the WhatsApp group to this day. Like. Yeah, um, I met Ian Rush uh, a few years later. I've seen the girl down in Swansea, and um, he, he just released a book. And I went up and he said, "Oh, what's your name?" I goes, "Oh, it's Robbie Fowler," and he he remembered me, and I was like blown away, like just yeah. completely <laughs> off it. And um, yeah, it was mad because it was what. <laughs> Would have been 20 years later or something like that, and he, yeah. he still remembered who I was. And like Ian Rush for me, like when I first really got into football, Ian Rush was to the latter end of his career. Yeah. But I still remember it being a big deal that he had left for Leeds. He went yeah, to wasn't he went it? To, yeah. yeah, he went to Leeds. Yeah. Um, there was a, a big thing as well about Robbie getting his number. Yeah. Robbie was 23, yeah. and then they went to nine. He got a goal his last game and stuff like that. My my first Liverpool jersey was a Fowler 23 yellow kit. Was it the um, the Adidas yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Was it 95, 96 yeah. maybe? It was, it might have been the year before, yeah. Um, 
I got given a Liverpool shirt when I was in hospital um, with Fowler 23 on it and that was the, the season when Robbie made his debut and he's still wearing it today yeah yeah well, I know yeah still fits it's great right um, so, so for you is it a toss up between Rushy and Fowler for your favourite 90s footballer in terms of 90s in terms of Liverpool it's, it's, it's Robbie obviously but like I can remember watching like Italia 90 and watching Gabriel Batistuta and players like that do you know what I mean so yeah. and obviously as Irish people Batistuta is an icon because of what he did to Beckham yeah <laughs> yeah Batistuta was amazing um, yeah football Italia in general was really really good um, Connor won't remember any of this nope. <laughs> not a fucking um, yeah football I, Italia I, was I'll doctor this question for you as well Connor when I come to you um, Fort Italia essentially just for you was um, they just used to have one match on from Italy on a Sunday when there was hardly any football on and you don't, you wouldn't know any of the players and then someone had ride for it but Batistuta he had long hair he was fucking his shot was rock hard as well like he squad it in from anywhere and he was at Fiorentina and he had this beautiful purple kit with Nintendo written across it but the thing with Batistuta as well was he had like a silky touch and this is in an era where football was a bit more Sunday league professional football was a bit more Sunday league and he was just classy like do you know what we take for granted now like a 30 yard pass in the air and a lad just pulling out of the sky because footballs are lighter football boots have adapted te- technologically like everyone just knows how to every, yeah, control yeah. do you know what I mean Co- coaching is so Batistuta just was naturally gifted like he uh, he came over he came over to Fiorentina and his first training session um, they all thought he was shy essentially yeah, like, he'd be bought he was only like 17 I think and then um, he scored and then he got a, I think it was a bad ankle injury so he was out for about a year he came back started knocking goals in and then went to Roma and then won the league with Roma yeah. and, and the thing thing with that is like that the thing with Roma's league win which sickens me as a Liverpool fan is thought he got his league win no he didn't win anything basically for the 16 years since but like Steven Gerrard of all the people that deserved the league win you know it's fucking gutting and Stevie started off in the 90s as well so like it, it is relevant to the topic but like fucking Barasuda that's a great shout um, Scott who's your favourite 90s footballer I'm going to be really boring I agree with Gary it's got to be Robbie Fowler what a what a player what a touch I think he's the forgotten man of English football in a strange way because he was far better than any of his peers I mean the only guy who struck fear into Smeichel actual fear and you could see in Sky Games you know Smeichel bricking it because Robbie was on the pitch and you know touch didn't have the pace just what a finisher what a player just you know and living all our dreams just being a kid was fucking amazing and the thing you said about street football that pisses me off about Robbie is Suarez street football he's brilliant he's this he's that and Robbie isn't in the same and Rooney gets it a wee bit and but Robbie's arguably the best player I've ever seen but that Robbie little shoulder that he did give to Gary Neville and that got retweeted an awful lot recently because of the Bobby Firmino John Stones goal in the, in the league last year 
Yeah, but it is very similar. But that's street football. It's it's using your head, like just nudge this guy off the ball, dink the keeper, and the key, and the keeper he thinks is Peter Schmeichel, who's probably the greatest keeper in the nineties, yeah. are coming out and making yourself big, and he just thinks it over him. Like there's that, but there's his first goal as well, right? He just twats it in. Oh yeah. Oh, he's going at Anfield against Schmeichel. He just pings it. Oh no, the first goal that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, like and. and the best thing about that goal is he hits the camera. Yeah, yeah. 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 He hits because I have a cousin. I, I basically like growing up in rural Ireland in the nineties. You're you were exposed to Liverpool very little, and I was like this mad Liverpool fan. Had all the kids, but I didn't get to see them play often. And I remember my cousin Sean, who's who's grew up in in London and grew up just around the corner from Highbury, and Sean had brought me over this Golazzo uh, VCR tape from that season and the first thing in the first credits is Robbie Fowler hitting that camera and I remember that was the first time I saw that goal a year later just thinking that's fucking amazing because like at the time like it might be on Irish television maybe it wouldn't be on live and then you might only have a couple of fucking channels so you would literally struggle to come across the goal there was no internet you couldn't just look it up like nowadays like tomorrow we're some of us are going to Liverpool match tomorrow at 12 o'clock that match tomorrow is 12 o'clock because there's four live games on television. Back then, there might be four live games a month. So, like, it was such a struggle just to see your favourite team play. And uh, Like, Connor, you have no idea what it was like going up in the 90s. But just for a bit of perspective here, Connor, we'll say, right, in the 90s, I was born 1990, uh, Robbie was born 88, the lads are born a couple of years before that, but they were still... Yeah. But they were still young lads in the 90s. So from your childhood, who's your most like? I I could get. I'm going to guess Gerard straight away because of the age that you are. But I want to know who is your. Yeah, that Yeah, one to twelve. Jimmy trip over. <laughs> Fucking. Who's your favourite footballer from your childhood? From my younger years, Shabby Alonso. Younger years, you fucking seventeen. <laughs> no, but I mean from like one to ten, Shabby Alonso. The best midfielder I've ever seen. Shout. But they're your formative years as well. Like they're the years where you fall in love with football. Like so. Yeah, that's really, our nineties years. Yeah, like, yeah. That's so, that's yeah. what the nineties is to us. Yeah, it's one the, to ten for us. Like. The late eighties, early nineties, guys. The nineties for us, Connor. Like talk about three different generations around one table in a pub talking shite. Like yeah. the essence of the snowcast. But Connor, like Xavi Alonso's a brilliant shout. And like, what are your memories? Uh, have you seen? Did you see Xavi live in the Liverpool shirt? No. Never saw, I only started going the game recently properly. So my memories of Shabby Alonso uh, beating team 6 0 him scoring free kicks from miles out. The Champions League final, just all the memories of Shabby Alonso watching him on telly as a kid were amazing. But if we're talking about recent years, Daniel Agger. Oh, I love Dagger. I love Dagger. Hey, he's got a little tattoo, you know? He has, he has my NWA tattoo. Man. Yeah. He's absolutely gorgeous. Daniel Agger. He went there. Oh, I love Dagger. Gorgeous. The defence we had at the time was scared. Play that nowadays, it's not staying on the pitch. But, but if we're going joking, Joe Allen is my favourite midfielder of recent times, and I don't even know why. I love Joe Allen. We had that on the WhatsApp group lately. It was yeah, like, I thought you were joking. Connor, Connor, like, you know. Connor put up like five footballers you want to go for a pint with, and he put Joe Allen as number one. I literally thought you were joking about that. Yeah. Joe Allen lives 10 minutes away from me now, and um, someone who I work with lives next door to him, and he'll be pleased to know that his chickens are sound like. <laughs> 
DJ, can, can I ask Owen a question? Go on. Uh, Who's your favourite ever Man United player? Uh, oh, ever Man United player. So I was gonna, I was gonna answer uh, like this question um, with, with like with this answer, but like. So you would expect me to say a Man United uh, player as my favourite 90s footballer, right? But what? What? All the 90s United players are shy. Alright, okay, let's <laughs> shut up. Let's, let's not get into this. I'd highly disagree with that. Like, uh, <laughs> get on with it, will you? But anyway, um, just I, say Jamba Jamba. Eric, yeah, we're Eric, like Eric to we're one another. We're Eric, like you know. Uh, but no, uh, probably Roy Keane. Yeah, well, I think he's a fucking. He's mine. Savage. Oh my god, he's just such a savage, like passer of the ball, like just being able, like, like he is what, like if 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 someone says midfield to you. That is what midfield is. But the, him, er, like Roy the thing Keane with Roy Keane was his, his football and talent was criminally underrated because he was such a good leader. Yeah. Like, you know, he could control any pass that came into him. Yeah. He'd, he'd pass the ball like, like, like the Stephen Gerrard test you've heard people say was first training session, first ball Gerrard gets, he pings at your feet. And if you control it, you're sound, and if you don't, you're shit. And yeah, that's I, it. I think that Roy Keane's criminally underrated because he was an absolute gobshite. But he is, though. But he's from Cork, like so. But you know what, though? <laughs> he backs up what he fucking says. So yeah. he went to the World Cup and he went, you know what? This is shit. Yeah. Our training ground yeah. is fucking shit. I'm sticking to I'm sticking to my morals here. But do you know what the thing is, right? That that World Cup is a huge fucking gripe of mine, right? 2002 World Cup, Ireland get knocked out on penalties to Spain, who get knocked out in the semi-final. No, they get knocked out in the quarterfinals to South Korea, who get. So in my head, right, I'm thinking. If Roy Keane was there and the standards that he wanted were met, they probably would have beaten that Spain side. They would have beaten South Korea in the quarterfinal. Imagine a country of, like, I don't say imagine because it happened this year. Imagine a country of Croatia size in 2002. Where, where, but, but the, thing with, the thing with Ireland is footy is the fourth most popular sport in a country of three million, three and a half million, four million people. Imagine they got to a fucking World Cup semi-final. It would have been incredible. And it would have inspired, like, I... If they got pyro. to work, if they There'd got be to, a lot of pyro in town. There'd be that. serious pyro. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I was 12. I turned 12 during that World Cup. I went on to play hurling Gaelic football as my primary passion. Like I would have definitely, if they got to World Cup semi-final, I did, soccer would have been the only, footy would have been the only fucking game for me. Instead, it happened the way it happened. It uninspired a generation of Irish footballers, and now we have the shit that we have now. But we're getting beaten by Wales 4-0 A good Wales team But we're getting fucking beaten by a 4-0 By fucking Wales Lads Is anyone asking Republic of Ireland about football though? Yeah Oh it's it, Is like, it big? Because I you know Northern Ireland They, they love it don't yeah, they? It, it, it's, it's one of them things The people that are really into it Are really 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 fucking into it Yeah like there's a big discussion in Ireland as well about. So we have um, the League of Ireland in, in, in Ireland Sorry. right? So, it is shite, yeah. They call it the good. Who's your top team in so, like, oh, Waterford FC? Yeah. I support Waterford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've I, been to a couple of games. Connor, you, yeah. you actually. I put up the WhatsApp group, I was going to League of Ireland match, and you had looked it up that Waterford FC were playing. Yeah, Connor yeah. that, actually. Well, like, they're, they're fourth at the moment, right? Or, well, they're fourth, the league's they came, over, they finished they came fourth. fourth after being promoted. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the best looking fella in the bird unit though. Yeah. It's like Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing 
to reclaim Europe then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've never seen a Republic of Ireland team in Europe in like July. Dundalk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years ago, Dundalk got to the Europa League group stage, played Zenit St. Petersburg, AZ Alkmaar, and some other shit team. And um, they actually, the bets in it, I think, they, or they lost it, the bets in it, and they drew it is at Alkmaar. And it was a fucking huge deal at home. And we were here, like, saying the Reds fucking lost to Napoli and Reds are, it's a catastrophe, and, like, Liverpool fans are throwing themselves off fucking bridges, apparently, like, fucking... An Irish team that we don't support get in the Europa League group stage and draw with AZ Alkmaar from Holland and we're fucking jumping from the fucking ceilings yeah, and we don't even support them. Like, it's absolutely huge. Like, and like, like, uh, like the fucking, the League of Ireland gets a huge knock but like, like those clubs are like on par with like the championship clubs. No, and not like, even. I'd say League One. League I know. No, low, yeah, low, no, yeah. hold on, hold on. The best no, player, lower the best, league, lower, hold on, hold no, on. No, low, like lower, like the lower clubs of the championship. Yeah, but the best players in the League of Ireland who tend to sign for championship clubs struggle to get a game in championship clubs. Yeah. So they're League One standard because they're the best players. Daryl Horgan, Andy O'Brien, okay, yeah, yeah. they struggle to get a game at Preston and Preston are a top, t- top half championship yeah. club. Not too far from here, actually, as well. Yeah. Only up the road, but the thing is, though, if there's a decent player in the League of Ireland, like Seamus Coleman, for example, yeah, he gets snapped up dead young and 50, then brought 50 over. Fifty grand, yeah. and that's the thing. Like being Liverpool, being Liverpool fans, you can be dismissive of everything, but they paid fifty grand for Seamus Coleman. He's now their club captain, and he's a fucking fairly. He's a brilliant right back. I'd like to point out that Everton are shite. They are, um, but Seamus, well, Col- well, but Seamus well, Coleman well, is good. Well, mate, uh, you know, is Waterford. Yeah. Is that what I'm saying it right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the percentage on who supports who in your little town? It would be very strongly tailored towards Liverpool and United. Yeah, and that—it's across Ireland. Across also. Ireland. Across Ireland. It's up, like it would—it would be like say, like forty percent, uh, like of Ireland, forty percent United, forty percent Liverpool. And then, then 10%, pop- 10% of fucking miscellaneous like. Actually speak, speaking of everything being shite, they have a sneaky popul- they have a sneaky um, following in Ireland. Dude, they actually yeah yeah yeah. They yeah. have a big Welsh following. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The comedian of a new does the um, the farmer Michael. Yeah, in the Everton thing, which is fucking brilliant. He's really funny actually. Well it's it's a funny thing like um I don't like him, you know. No. no. He's a tit. They're all garbage, right, Cathy? I think he's funny. He's, um... I think he's funny. There's a, journal, there's, there's a sports journalist as well called Parkson who follows everything, but look, that's the way it is. Anyway, lads, it's hey, been... hold on. Go on. Oh, yeah, we have an, I have an answer either. Owen, who's your favourite? <laughs> who's your favourite 90s footballer? So, anyway, so you would expect me to answer uh, United 90s player, right? Yeah. So I've given my Roy Keane as a 90s United player, but... I'm 10 years old, right? So, like, or like 0 to 10, right? I know what he's going to say. I used to play uh, left back from my local soccer club, right? We don't call this soccer, lads. Go on. Footy. Footy, right? I used to... <laughs> it's just, just because of Gaelic football, right? Any told he's got his soccer. So, anyway. Yeah. I used... I, I used to play soccer, right? <laughs> Left back, right? Good needle there, actually. <laughs> Left back, right? You play, right? I'm fucking with a change, Jesus. I used to be 
Roberto Carlos. Oh, great show. Good shout. Are you sure you meant Paul Konchesky? No, fuck off with him. Jesus Christ. Anyway, lads. Roberto Carlos, right? You'd be fucking lining up for the free kicks, like. We're going to do a little run up, like. Can I just do a quick thing on Bobby Carlos? There was a game on the PS1 called Goldstorm, and Bobby Carlos basically sponsored it. And you know, like, oh. Um, graphics used to be like that. The, his thighs were bigger than the fucking pitch. <laughs> on this thing, like his thighs were fucking massive. Oh, and you used, to, used to shoot from anywhere and it just go in. I used to. I, I love nineties. Like nineties football is a passion of mine. But genuinely, Robbie Fowler was my idol growing up. But someone who I always had a real soft spot for in the nineties, because I absolutely was obsessed with watching footy live. Um, and like you say, Copa Italia was around at the time and stuff like that. Um, I what just had it. No, I had a thing for Roberto Baggio. Oh, but, um, yeah. Was you got to really miss that? I was. I was only fucking two days old or something. But anyway, lads, I'm bursting for a piece. That's been a fantastic episode of Stockcast. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Thanks everyone for contributing. It's been fucking brilliant being over here meeting you, lads. I'm running to the jacks because I'm literally going to piss myself. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.